there may be some winners in this room. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. There may be some oh, winners shit. in this room. Oh, that's what that envelope was in the mail. <laughs> yeah, right. Said you could already be a winner? You may already be a winner. <laughs> Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. I'm Brock Dittis, and we are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. And I'm Tim Mooney, and we are covering bicycling, trains in transit, adventures, and occasionally, but not really, life hacks. (laughs) And today, (laughs) we have the 500th episode of the sprocket podcast why on earth am i the one who gets to say that <laughs> because that's the life i've been here for 500 the, yeah, episodes yeah. Effectively. Well, <laughs> in any event congratulations by the way for for the three of you as oh. a as a uh, frequent you. guest it seems uh this is exciting and awesome and i would be no other place on the planet than here in 2020 while we're sitting here because it's definitely 2020 it's yes. so 2020 right now and i just gotta say how much of you died when you had to say the word life hacks uh, I don't mind it. <laughs> you know, I follow Lifehacker on Twitter occasionally. Oh, yeah. I've seen you make fun yeah, of them yeah. a lot. Lifehacker will come up and it'll be like, how to make scrambled eggs. And I'll just like reply going, hashtag Lifehacked. You know, it's, like it's like they've run out of shit. You know, yeah. I mean, they have seriously run out of true life hacks. But That's anyways, yeah. Like when life hacks starts to bleed into DIY. Exactly. DIY. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, or DYI. Yeah. Do yourself in. Yeah. Anyways, uh, (laughs) solid intro, uh, I'd say, for the 500th episode. Congratulations. Thank you. you. You're here because your voice is on almost every episode of the Sprocket Podcast. Don't don't ever use that. (laughs) It's too late. It's been done. (laughs) I have to say secretly, every time I listen to the show and I hear that, I I give a big smile. And and my girlfriend, if I'm in the house listening, because occasionally I'll be cooking when I'm listening to the podcast, she'll be like, what are you smiling at? And I'm like, no. <laughs> just the sound of my just, own voice. Just my own embarrassment <laughs> of my friends who put my voice on against my wishes. So, well, anyway. <laughs> what we don't have from you is a cease and desist letter. That's true. Yet. Uh, oh, Yet. Oh, only a verbal one every time I come on. <laughs> um, I have, Not legally binding. I have something for all of you. Oh, oh. it's a cease and desist letter. <laughs> no. <laughs> Speaking of your cease and desist letter. Um, so uh, uh, I, have, I am a me- proud member of the Five Timers Club here on uh, the Sprocket Podcast. And all of you actually are also proud members of the much smaller, much less interesting, and much less cool Five Timers Club for the Pedal Shift Project. Oh, and shit. Are I we? thought that wow. uh, we've talked about doing patches forever. Oh, look. I have no I have no. official patches. Now they are hysterically not not fancy, um, <laughs> but they are just basically number fives. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Say what? They are number fives. And oh I'm my god! Right we'll we'll wow. put a picture in the show notes to everybody. Thank Absolutely. You. Uh, but everybody, all of us now have fives for the five timer club. Oh, these look are at that. These are literally Boy Scout badges. I was going to ask. And they just, they're just fives. They're nice. green fives yeah. on a gold field. And yeah. They are perfectly understated. And I thought that even Aaron would put this on one of his things. You'll be surprised. It's, yes. re- it's remarkably It'll durable. show up. The, yep. Yep. Very stiff. And I've got extras. So I know that there are other people <laughs> that, that there are other people that are on the Five Timers Club. So I will leave extras for uh, the Five oh, Timers Club. Oh, the, shoot. Uh, That's nice of you. Yeah. So the next time someone comes in who's been on five times. They now, could, we have patches. 
hard math for this. Yeah. That, well, thank you, Tim. That's You're nice. very yeah, welcome. Yeah, and congratulations. Wow. Also, 500 episodes. So yeah. I thought it was oh, apropos. Yeah. And frankly, it's because I forgot them the last time I was here. So <laughs> anyway. <yeah. laughs> well, thank I, you. I, I should also say that we have, uh, we have beverages. And yes. uh, in large part, I'll just be totally honest and complete transparency tonight. I did not go to the beer mongers in Southeast Division and 12. What? And I suffered because of that, because they have the best selection you could possibly imagine of all kinds of craft beverages. All the beers. Yeah, yeah. They really are the place you want to go. You've got beers for us. That's right. Yes, I do have beers. Yeah, and that's the most important. That's really the clincher to this. But where you purchased them did not have a big stick on the ceiling. No, it did did not. Did not have sports with sound. It's true. (laughs) Um, And it's not not on the corner of Southeast Division and 12. That's right. Did not have prizes for skunks. No, that's right. Their uh, weekly cribbage night on Tuesdays. Yes. And also, I just saw on Facebook, I haven't been there in person in a while because I moved out of town, but uh, Andrew is one of the people that we most often interacted with. Oh, yeah. He just moved on to his oh, wow. uh, next phase of his career. And so, hmm. um, and I forget, Guthrie, you've been making the stops in most often. Have you mm-hmm. talked to him recently? I have not seen okay. Andrew on the days that I go. Typically. Yeah, right. And I know that. Um, yeah, he would. He would be on certain days, not on others. And so. Yeah. Usually, usually I hit up Sean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and Sean. Sean is the proprietor, and uh, I think you'll find him on Facebook as John Beermonger, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, really, just great people there. Uh, I really love what they do. I'm entirely appreciative of how they supported the show and. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sincerest recommendation goes out to anybody who we oftentimes hear from people who come in from out of town. I'm going to the beer mongers because they've heard about it and they know yeah. that's where quality lives in Portland. So. It's, it's really the only place where beer is in Portland. Yep. That, well, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you, the gentle listener coming to Portland for the first time, yeah. may as well go there because for all intents and purposes, that's the only place where beer is. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to lift this paper bag up. Soundscape. <laughs> And you're going to see, I'm putting out some... The Stone oh. Scorpion Bowl IPA. Another big bottle that the label is facing away from me. Oh, the uh, Hopworks Urban Brewery Abominable Winter Ale. Oh, Ooh, I see the one I'm drinking. <laughs> Frame IPA. And... All right, so which one do you want, Aaron? Just kidding. These are all beer. Um, I've got I was something... looking, I was, like, I was like, all of these have alcohol <laughs> in them. I've got something non-alcoholic for you in all just right. a moment, but... What I've got is uh, two large bottles of beer for uh, each of the dr- each of the co-hosts who will be drinking alcohol tonight. I won't actually be drinking alcohol uh, because I have to drive back to Salem. Oh, it's and, not so bad. And you have to drive me home. Thank you very much. By Thank the way, you. This is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's a long ways away, but uh, it's not as far as you'd think. So um, <laughs> I will let both of you fight it out for uh, these bottles, and then I will stash two for myself, which I will enjoy. I like uh, how Tim has already hours. grabbed the frame before he even before. Brock has even said, like, I'll oh, let yeah, you yeah. guys choose which ones. <laughs> so uh, today at, at uh, one of the fine uh, stores that actually do sell beer, so I lied before everybody who's listening, um, I bought a, a six-pack of Bowie IPA out of uh, Astoria, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And I bought a six-pack because it now comes in cans of this very beer, the Freem oh, IPA, which is one Freem. of the best IPAs in the area. But uh, I'm going to be bringing that back. Those are going to be, going to be my Christmas uh, time beers. So oh, I'm nice. going to have that. Nice. And I also got uh, – f- well, Kimberly won't hear this before she gets them, but uh, they had peonies, and oh. she's a big fan of peonies. Well, there and we I, go. It's a weird time of year for peonies, so I'm going to sneak those in my bag as well. <laughs> hey. so it was a weird day at uh, not Whole Foods. Uh, what's 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 your uh, new seasons? It was oh. at New Seasons. Yes. <laughs> Wait, did I say Sleasons? <laughs> Merry Sleasons. So, Sleasons so greetings, everyone. That's sort of our in-home. Name for it, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's kind of a love hate relationship with that. I was going to say store at our house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so 
So apparently I've gotten so used to saying it like that, it's automatic. It just I'm pops gonna, out. Yeah. I'm New say seasons. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier, too, because like whole paycheck just doesn't roll off the tongue. No. <laughs> <laughs> New seasons. Hey, uh, the funny thing about uh, whole paycheck is now that uh, you can uh, get food delivered, your groceries delivered through Amazon Prime, I'm basically spending all my money that way. Uh, because I'm like, <laughs> I don't delivery. go to grocery stores anymore. It's, it's the future. Because oh. it's 2020 when we record this, right? That's right. It's yeah. absolutely oh, yeah. 2020. It's so 2020 right now. Happy, happy it's New so Year, much everyone. different than I imagined. I can tell you about, about grocery delivering and the, and the ethical dilemma I go through every time I get grocery delivered. Mm, right. I, I, I give a tip. I, I, I give oh, a, I give a tip. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's not the ethical oh. dilemma. Oh, the ethical dilemma is that's a really bougie thing to do. Yeah. Yes. I, I still go to the grocery store like, like a peasant. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. The ruling class has got their groceries being delivered to them. I myself personally just I have to walk every time I want to go get something like like mixed nuts or what have you. So mm. yeah, it's uh, I'm one of the last. I think I'm super comfortable with it. <laughs> well, it is it's interesting because it, well, DC is a different world. You know? it, oh, oh, is it? Yeah, <laughs> this is an option that's available yes. to us. Yeah. Well, and we should talk about this because more like we're, we're going to talk about kind of what's changed over the years of the Sprocket Podcast's existence. So before we do that. Uh, uh, cardboard over here one thing has changed is aaron has gotten real bougie apparently well yes <laughs> but not enough to get grocery delivery i no, i do get my groceries delivered. but you feel badly about it oh yeah okay no, that's fine I feel that awful that counts. That counts. it's that's like good. so we, we we have this saying when my uncle and aunt who are just like crazy hippies you know like their uh their son said one day you know there haven't been hippies around washington since they got a rice cooker because <laughs> they're not cooking it over the fire like they used to right. back in the good old days. <laughs> I think it's okay to use a rice cooker every now and then. I, I'm a, I'm a big make, fan. It makes excellent rice. I yeah. mean, it, it's true. Yeah. It's, right? Am it I right? Does, no, it's true. Like, there's no guesswork. But uh, uh, the, the, the folks uh, who did the uh, from Japan, didn't they do it over a pot? The, the, they did. Mm-hmm. A and com- they, and they made, Yes, that's what it was. Yes. yes. Tad was and awesome. tech. Yeah. So you can, you, can, you, you can make good rice out of a pot. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's good. It's it's the, you got to have good rice. You got to start with good ingredients. Right. Yeah. Well, and and sushi rice is a bonus, right? Oh yeah, rolls well into balls. Yes. Uh, so we definitely had this in the show notes, by the <laughs> way. So this, uh, can I hand that to you, you or can. I'll set it down? I just don't yeah. want to. Yeah, you have a broken clavicle, so I don't want to. I uh, do. I can't carry anything more than three pounds. That's right. With my right. Oh yes. Yeah. So. Um, oh my gosh. I wanted to make sure there was equity in the number of ounces delivered. So you have <laughs> wow. six bottles of non-alcoholic soda in front of you. Uh, I will ask if I may have one of them. So, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is there a specific one that you're wanting? The one that there are two of the uh, the, the Moxie, Moxie. Right, because Moxie you said might have been the first drink you ever had on the show. It's one of the first. One of the first. Either that I'm or... I'm trying to remember whether it was that or the Bundaberg, which I see is in here. Yes, it is. So it has not yet been inverted. Just to um, be aware. I will invert that. Thank okay, you. right. Because if you turn it upside down, then suddenly the ginger goes all through the beverage as yes. opposed to sitting at the bottom. The other one that's uh, particularly interesting, I, so I used to work at a soda shop called Moxie's, I think for the Moxie soda. Um, I'll just preface by saying Moxie soda does not necessarily taste good, but it is <laughs> the distinctively different I I said that on original that elixir. <laughs> it's weird. It does have a flashy label, though. It really does. It's it does got the old nice uh, old-fashioned soda jerk pointing his finger at you sternly, as though he were Uncle Sam and he wanted you for the U.S. Army. Mm. The kids um, got Moxie. 1884 is the first time Moxie soda existed. Uh, I've got Fago Rock and Rye, which is one of their proprietary that flavors. Is, that is a 
Detroit original. Oh, yes. Yes. A plus. Yeah. And uh, choice beverage of the Juggalos, right? Uh, Fago soda of all kinds. <laughs> Fago soda, yes. Yeah, not that you yourself also are a Juggalo. A, also but a Detroit original. Also That's a Detroit right. original. And they like to take it in two liter quantities and shake it up on each other. <laughs> because. <laughs> They're so corny. Because. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's not just soda right. that's in that bottle. <laughs> well, that could also be. This yeah. could also be. Uh, the last one. Uh, did you see this one here? I did not take a look at it. It looks like a cream soda. I'm just going to look at this for a second and, mm-hmm. and guess. Yeah. So I also saw that there was a grape soda, which I saw the box and I saw that it was Fago grape, and I got really excited just because right. it's grape soda. So I didn't get Fago grape. There is grape. Uh, that that's the one. What's the the grape soda is called? So, um, what one is that? Uh, new grape. New grape. That's got a cool ass label too. Yeah. I, like I was that. told it was not available west of the Mississippi for a long time. Really? Yeah. Now, now it's done. here, and it's actually from uh, Orca Beverage Company, which is a Seattle-based company, yes. I think. So, it's west now. Ah, but it's come west. So this okay. one. Oh shit! Dirt soda. <laughs> you don't As have to in drink this, it. This tastes like dirt. Yeah, uh-huh. and if you if you drink it and you uh, don't like it, that's okay too. But I just couldn't give it up. It seemed like a, a good choice for just figuring out, uh, especially with this simpler living focus. Where's it? I'm intrigued with what the flavor is. It sounds, it's a, sounds it's a Rocket Fizz original. So wherever Rocket Fizz, this right. is where and you got these. Rocket Fizz, yeah, is the company, uh, the storefront downtown that I went to. Still to not these. giving me a clue on flavor, but. Yeah, whatever yeah. does dirt soda a, taste got like. got a really nice American it, flag on that label, though. So you it know does. it's a product of the USA. It's American dirt. It, it's got this a is... brownish red hue to it. Yeah. Mm. So maybe strawberry? We're, we need I'm, like I'm a, going to guess it's not going to taste like cream soda. I'm thinking maybe not. It's probably going to taste like sugar. That will be the second. Actually, no. I'll open it now. Oh, yeah? Okay. That way I've got the ginger beer to chase it Sounds, with. Sounds right, right. You can you can erase the flavor if you need to. Watch this be the greatest soda ever, man. I think it's a it twist. Could be. Yeah, is it, it Okay. Don't hurt yourself. Why are you doing that oh, with a broken dam? What are you doing? <laughs> no, this is the one doing all the work. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that just seems like a bad idea. My left idea. hand is the one doing the work. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, I can smell it. Does it smell like dirt? <laughs> it smells like dirt. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Oh wow. No. For real? Yeah. Yeah. I'm take, take a, a take a loader. I will smell that but not drink that, but I'm Yeah. It's <laughs> I think I didn't get anything off of yeah, it. Yeah, it smells like dirt. Oh, okay. really? Okay, okay. I think I've killed my taste buds. I, I don't even... I, I'm not even... That's... <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, cheers. cheers. Cheers, everybody. 500. To the years. Yes. And to Congrats. the beers. Aaron. <laughs> that, the shake, <laughs> of, the shake head of the head. And the immediate chaser. Immediate, That's a no-go. Yeah, yep. Do you mind if I try some? Not at all, he says. Ew, it's gross. Here, try it. <laughs> That's how it is, right? Yeah. Okay, can can I, I will say it tastes fine. You can taste the sugar mm-hmm. in it, right? But nothing else. Um, it it tastes like uh old bike tube smell. Really? Mm. Ooh, I know that smell. Yeah, it, it reminds mm. me of like older, old fashioned. Like it's like it's kind of the Necco wafer of sodas. Ew, <laughs> there you go. It's like yes. basically, it's grandpa yes. flavor, right? That's okay. what I'm saying. Right, with right. all due respect to grandpa. You kids with your flavors and yeah. your ginger. Seriously. But just for the record, I'm very sad they discontinued. Mm. <laughs> Necco wafers? Yep. Necco uh, wafers. I liked them. I went out and bought a case. Necco wafers and black licorice. That can all just go die in the same like, black <laughs> fire that it's going to burn in. You know, you, know like, what, you know what can do that? No, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm getting all confrontational. Brock started walking down that path and was like, I have no idea. I like Neko. I, I'm a big fan. I enjoy mm-hmm. the flavor. I enjoy the texture. 
um, yeah, mm. but chalky. I have famously goodness. quit sugar uh, for the most part. So, so take this with a grain of salt. But like you know, even when or, I was or eat, a grain of sugar <laughs> or a grain of sugar. But like even when I was like that kind of garbage, like sweet tarts and like you know, I don't mm-hmm. know, like lifesavers, anything that was like a hard candy, pure like, sugar, like it, it, chocolate and caramel and stuff like that. That I get, but like all. The, my girlfriend, like, she's down in sweet tarts and gummy bears and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what is this giving you? Why? Like, like, what kind of pleasure does this give you? And I'm realizing she's just addicted to sugar. So, so you know. Hey, so for Necco Waker, wafers. Oh, man. I burped it up. <laughs> oh, no. Nice. Oh, no. <laughs> it comes back. Was it no. better going out? What's that? Was it better going out? Uh, no, it was way better coming in. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> It's a good thing this is the 500th episode because people would be like, if this is your first episode of the Sprocket Podcast, it's always like this. <laughs> Every episode is like this. Aaron drinks a dirty grandpa soda, burps it up, and then we talk about it for 10 minutes. There we go. You're welcome. Tim, did you want to taste any of the dirt soda? Absolutely not. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to have a taste of this real quick. I'm going to be oh. the one person who survives a zombie apocalypse because I don't drink that. Wow. It really does. It tastes more like, um, that's like, I equate that with concrete. Wow. <laughs> you like the smell of, a, of an see, unfinished basement? This was sold for actual different money. different things to different people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's on the Necco Wafer. It's like the Necco Wafer. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big fan of the chalky concrete taste, maybe. I'm going to say this is going to fall under the uh, Guthrie uh, 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 strategy for buying things. It does have a nice label on it. Yeah. It does. And it's I think that's dirt. the reason why only anybody would actually buy it. Because it'd be like, oh, I'm curious what this garbage soda tastes like, you know? It's, that's what I'm thinking. If there were like the Harry Potter... We, when they had all the like gross flavors for Harry Potter jelly beans and right. stuff like that, like Didn't this they is, have like snot. Yeah. Yes, like That's... you wouldn't buy a snot soda, but you'd buy a dirt soda. I no, no, Actually, <laughs> I might buy a snot soda. <laughs> I wouldn't do either. <laughs> I wonder if there's a snot soda. I, it's oh. a good question, and whether yeah, the, yeah. the uh, what Harry Potter jelly beans yeah. have made it into other forms. Okay, like not even on, I have no curiosity what a snot jelly bean tastes like. Neither do I. It's not very realistic. Yeah. Oh, it's not. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> I mean, is it like? Weird? I don't even. I don't even want to know. Welcome to the 500th episode. We we talk about this all the time. Halloween one year when somebody like they set out bowls of jelly beans, right or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I was walking past At the there. jelly bean store. Yes. Oh. And uh, someone had set out a uh, you know bowl of jelly beans. I'm like, oh, I love jelly beans. Especially I love like mixing the flavors. You know, it's it's always interesting. There are different flavors of jelly beans, and and if you you, know, you have different ones together. It's a weird flavor experience, oh, yeah. but generally it's not a bad experience unless someone has taken jelly beans from the Harry Potter and package, mixed them in, put them all together, and I think they were just all <laughs> Potter beans. Oh, Lord. Mm. that was the worst mix of flavors I've ever had. It was, I mean, I mean just, it was still sugar, right? It's butterbeer and snot. It was uh, terrible. It was I think terrible is the worst experience I've ever had with candy. Mental note. <laughs> you know what? I think I've I finally figured out what the soda reminds me is like is when you go to those places and they have like. 18 different types of soda and you just mix them all together ah. i feel like you could mix that out of some combination like it's oh. a graveyard soda yeah so, like it's, yeah, yeah. it's like a it's like a coke and a sprite and a and a and it's an like orange a, it's like a, a failed graveyard yeah we call those suicides uh, <laughs> oh yeah is that right yeah yeah suicide okay. and, or zombie and zombie I've, uh-huh. yeah but suicide was definitely the the yeah. the, the, the soda connotation here <laughs> is yeah. this an east west coast divide it might be. I, it, it's certainly uh, a regional thing. Okay, yeah. right. Kind of like the uh, team three or four syllables. Well, we all know what's right with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think over 500 episodes, we've established what interesting is. All right. Okay. I think the debate is still <laughs> interestingly <laughs> continuing. 
Uh, well, let's get into it because we uh, we're here. We're marking the episode or the the occasion where 500 episodes of the Sprocket Podcast have come out into the world. Um, and maybe you're welcome. <laughs> uh, it's it's interesting to me to look at where we've been, where we are now, and uh, maybe what we anticipate. And uh, I started the show back in 2010 from my basement because my housemate Brandon Rhodes said, "Hey, uh, you should do something." He saw me sitting around and loafing a lot, and said, "You consume Get up a off lot your of media, ass, exactly. Yeah, make something yourself. It'd be cool." And so he was the one that said, hey, let's do that. I said, well, if that's the case, I want you to, to do something with me. And so he and I sat down in front of microphones. Um, so he provided a recording. And um, do we have, a, we have a Bluetooth, right? Yes. yes. Let me Bluetooth in. Ooh, Hang on. We've, we've got so Bluetooth. Cool. One thing that has changed in 500 episodes. Remember earlier when I was talking about how I was feeling awful about being like all bougie and everything? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've got your Bluetooth flying in board. <laughs> You're like, but it is tw- it is 2020. No grocery delivery, but oh, oh yes, you can hook in with our Bluetooth road board. I feel awful every time I get grocery delivery. I do not feel bad about the Bluetooth mm-hmm. capabilities mm-hmm. in this board. It is kind of sweet. I, I will say, one one helps you live, one helps you work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait. What? Yeah, but of course it, we do have to connect it, and I'm not sure if that's happening in a timely fashion. Is it? Brandon Rhodes contributed <laughs> some audio, and uh, I had sent all of us kind of prompts to get us thinking about what are we going to talk about when we all get together here. Brandon was not able to be here in person, so uh, he sent his thoughts digitally, and uh, he contributed this. One of the most wonderful things about my experience working with Brock on the Sprocket podcast was just how many people there are doing amazing things really primarily just in this this avenue of bicycling culture and alternative transportation it's remarkable you know i was only there for the first what 100 episodes and here it is at the 500th episode of story after story after story conversation after conversation about bicycles <laughs> for the most part like how how fucking cool is that it's <laughs> pretty cool uh, that's damn that, cool you know if you just start pulling on uh, a thread you never know how much it's connected to i wasn't sure how many episodes we'd be able to do about bicycling and yet there's just so many people doing so many interesting things about it whether they know each other or not whether they care to be known about that or not you invite people over for a beer in front of a microphone for an hour hour and a half and boy what surprises develop from there (laughs) it's like uh what is it bilbo baggins says you know you set yourself out on the road and you never know where it leads to. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> it was talking. I love that whatever thing you're curious about or are interested in, the Sprocket taught me that if you just show up, ask people questions about it, and then who else should I talk to about this? What other stories are worth telling? Man, any subculture can blossom with discipline into the kind of extended conversation that the Sprocket has been able to be and do. So thank you for awakening that I can trust my curiosity about things and meet dozens and dozens and dozens of awesome people doing awesome stuff. That dude should get a podcast. He should. (laughs) 
That was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you, Brandon. Thanks for uh, sending that in. And uh, really, like I, like I said, he was the inspiration for me to to do something creative with uh, with audio and with with talk specifically. Uh, it was funny because I was talking to my wife about, uh, I don't remember when it was, started the podcast in 2010, and then like we're hanging out with my family uh, in 2011, 2012, something like that. And my mom says, boy, uh, she says to, to my wife when I'm not around, she's like, boy, Brock uh, talks a lot more than he used to. And it turns out when you develop any sort of uh, any sort of habit, right, or any sort of practice of going out and, and uh, having conversation, and the conversation has to go somewhere, and it has to be like cogent and and have a beginning and an end and all that. Uh, it turns out you get better at at having a conversation, and so mm. um, I, I was I was thinking about like just my my own voice has changed, and you know part of it's just age, right? But the other part is I used to speak in a monotone, and Aaron, you met me early enough that you probably remember. <laughs> you know I. <laughs> Um, yes, I was good at deadpan because it was the only modulation I could use. Right, I, was, I, I didn't have any uh, any sort of other expression built into my my voice, and so uh, I think just spending time talking on mic uh, changed me. So yeah, we we started a show and we wanted to make a show that uh, delved into a different kind of lifestyle because we live in a car dominant lifestyle, right? Uh, it's taken as read. It's taken as an assumption that the world that we live in. You have to have a car to get by. Automobile and is the norm. That's right. Yeah, and I wanted to. I wanted to challenge that personally in my life. I was challenging that, and uh, when it came time to start talking to people about ideas, the ideas that were really compelling to me were what uh, What does this other life look like? Because I know it exists. And I had moved to Portland in, in large part because I was living in Vancouver, Washington, across the river. You know, uh, not too far away, but at that time. Riding a bicycle anywhere was like taking your life in your hands. Mm. And just a couple of years later, after I had moved to Portland, I remember Vancouver had incredible bicycle infrastructure. It's a great place to bicycle now, I think. Um, and uh, I don't know that I don't know that Portland's infrastructure has improved as much as, um, as some Vancouver's of the surrounding has. areas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As well as other cities in in the world, we could talk about that in a bit too. But uh, I, I, it was just interesting to me to to start exploring if you don't have. You know, like the the perfect house and a picket fence and the dog and the uh, what two and a half kids or whatever it is. Um, you you could also like you could expand your view of the world into, into another aspiration. You could create a, a type of lifestyle that looks different and allows you to do what you want to do as opposed to what you feel like you have to do to afford your car. Um, and so that was kind of where the conversation started, and that was how we got going. So Brandon was with us for the first 100 episodes. Uh, he and I had, had a multimodal transit adventure to close out his time on the show. Uh, Which was, was a lot of fun to listen it was, to. It was a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Uh, there's so much B-roll from that, because we spent a whole I day bet. going out. It was like an hour and a half to two hours of audio, like uh, meticulously edited down. But Have we you ever were gone out. back and listened to some of that oh, B-roll? yeah. 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 <laughs> Awesome. It's not good. That's, that's <laughs> why I cut it out. <laughs> but we were out for eight hours. Your floor for a reason, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, not a roll. <laughs> <laughs> Is there such thing as D roll? <laughs> <laughs> way down there. Uh, but that was when you came in, Aaron. So uh, you and I met before the show, and that, me knowing you was part of the reason that I wanted. We had to be known a part of, of each it. other. But yes. what was? Uh, how would you describe your introduction to the show? Uh my introduction to the show, just because we had already. <laughs> I thought you were really leaning in. You're reaching in your back pocket. I thought you were like no, my, really leaning in on this. My belt caught on the back of the chair because <laughs> I was zipping up. Because unlike most most visits, it's not 800 degrees in here. But it, you know, I'm zipping up. I'm zipping up now because it's because it's, it's 2020. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's it's right. Cold it's cold here it's cold. on this on this fine January. That's right. day in twenty twenty with that's snow, right. <laughs> lots <laughs> of snow, forecast of snow. Uh, I'm not. I don't. Even I totally think interrupted about snow. you. Sorry. No, that's all right. I just I noticed on, on my peripheral, it's, Tim Mooney's face is getting closer and closer. What? What was it? I, what is it? Eric? What is, what is going about on? to say? I honestly, I forgot. Oh. Yes. <laughs> You'd been bicycling with me and I've other been, friends yeah, we, for a so, while. So honestly, my my introduction to the Sprocket podcast is like, hey, Brock's got this new thing he's doing. That's cool. my introduction. All right. <laughs> That's it. That, that was all it was. Yeah, because uh, you you did a bunch of bicycling with me and friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just fun trips out, like uh, a couple of camping trips, that sort of thing. Um, and you did the Crater Lake trip in 2011. With you and I and Adele and the, and the Rust family. Yes. Uh, and I don't know where Brandon was at as far as like his commitment to the Sprocket at that point, but I do remember something to the effect of you telling me it was that trip that sort of kind of solidified in your head, like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he would be a good fit. If, right, right. Yeah. This man will follow me into all kinds of danger <laughs> foolishly. <laughs> this is a good fit. <laughs> I still have a picture of me like dragging a bike with the one of the kids' trailers and like all the shit yeah. in the trailer, like up that gravel hill. Totally. And then there's Adam and one of the kids on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That was a hellacious trip oh, in the middle of summer. Loved it. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was that you came in to talk about that. You came in to guest host a couple times. And when, when the time came to look for a new full time co host, uh, there you were. So I was available. How, how did you decide? How did you decide to do it? And did you did you know that it would get you this far? Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> did you know you were signing up for four hundred episodes? No, honestly, it wasn't until on the way here that Brock was like, "Yeah, you were you were there for four hundred of them," and I'm like, "No, I wasn't." Oh shit! Yeah, I was. <laughs> yes, sir, you were. <laughs> Holy shit! Which was my trademark? Yes, um, still is yeah. right, or unless yes. you don't want it to be. No, I I, I mean okay. I have yet to see any like what is it's not royalties right what are those residuals <laughs> right from anybody else using that right but... yeah well <laughs> and we do need to make a sticker design or, or put it on a t-shirt or something uh, holy shit um, it needs to be black yeah absolutely oh, yeah. yeah with like black ink yeah, yeah. for sure black I was on just black. thinking that Not more black. Just, just this rectangle yeah. of black field and holy shit in what's black that say ink. holy shit I actually oh, okay. I, I actually kind of dig that okay <laughs> alright so we do we do like gloss right. versus matte or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay alright yeah. sounds good speaking of I've got I've got matte fingernails yeah the you fingernails do. are on yeah. point except tonight. for one which I did a, another overcoat on but that's another story sure a lot to do when you yeah. when you have things, a busted wing. Well, things, a lot things of have changed. I've gotten, you know, grocery deliveries. I get manicures now. There we go. <laughs> it's an actual thing. Anna and I go in hey. uh, once a month for manicures. And why not, right? right? Yeah. It's, it's a thing we do together yeah. now. Um, back to the original question of, did I ever think it was, like, going to be this thing? I don't know if I ever, like, thought it would be what it was certainly not at the very beginning it was just like yeah i'll do this this is this is cool this is fun i would say after a hundred maybe 200 episodes i began to think like this would be really cool if it was sort of something bigger than both of us and how would that look if it, if it was 
And I'm still sort of, you know, kind of fleshing that out over several hundred episodes. But I do feel like the sprocket in and of itself has sort of become something in and of its own. Right, right. And more than, like, for the longest time, I would always refer to it as this is this is your your thing. I'm just here assisting you or whatever. And, and I, I, I would, would conversely like to say, argue that the, the sprocket really is your brand. Well, I, I'd like to, I'd like to say I may have taken ownership of it. Yeah. In a, in a good way. Yeah. Um, but I still have this belief or this hope that it'll eventually become bigger than any one of us here in this room. From an outsider's perspective, I think it already has. Yeah. Because I think that the community that has grown around this show oh, is very much the most definitely. defining elements of it. You know, I mean, and, you know, when you get to the point when people consider, you know, uh, uh, the beer mongers a character in the show. And, and <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, yeah. When, yeah. when Southeast Division in 12th became a shorthand for the sponsor of the show that happens to get, you know, like all of these things kind of happen. And, you know, I think over time you you discover that. It, it it grows beyond the individuals that kind of create it and, and especially every single person who's listening. I mean, there are people who listen to the show that have a character in the show because they're read in the credits. That's or right. Or sure. hear it on the show or whatever. Yeah. Peanut sure. butter jar mat. It, yep. It's a pe- pe- peanut butter jar mat who, who bought one of my bikes even. That's you know right. What I mean, it's just like, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think it's kind of fascinating to see that evolution um, mm. of, of a show because, it, yeah, it is. The, the individuals that are a part of it are very important, but in in a way, the community is what ends up defining it, and that's what. That's well, what when you said that, I was thinking, you know what? I so think this is something I wasn't sure how to how to like bring into the conversation, but I think this is a good point to bring in. Is I went through all of our old mail today. Oh yeah, in in sort of preparation for this. Wow, you done a deep fun. dive. <laughs> Holy shit, man! We got so much mail. I we got mail. Yeah, we got mail. <laughs> Don't you sing don't that, ever use you that. sing that way better than me. New sounder. If there's a way if there's a way we could like sort of mold those two voices, there maybe is. pitch shift in <laughs> there in is. there. Wait, harmonize it a little bit. Shift. That was perfect, man. <laughs> that that shit was on point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you auto tune. <laughs> there's so many books in my library that are from people who yeah. believe mm. in the show and who've mm-hmm. listened to the show and like as yeah. a as a thank you as a show of appreciation they they send us you know little tchotchkes or or, or books or yeah. or uh, even just letters rory in michigan i believe made the six-pack holder and the michigan magnets right? yeah and the michigan mag yeah exactly yeah. which you have uh, do yes. you have the six-packer as well i don't have the six the wooden one no okay that's yours uh, whatever that is, I'm sure I'll find it. You have it, <laughs> okay? I'm sure you do. I'm sure, yeah. Either that, or it's in this trailer, and we'll find it tonight. But um, it's been cared for very carefully and was very appreciated. In no way have we lost track of it. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> it's but, 2020. We've already found. Yeah, it. that's, that's right. right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> January 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, just the the amount of interaction, and really, that is that is really worth saying. Now, maybe we should have said it sooner, but the the Sprocket Podcast, I started it just as like a hey, how about a thing to pass the time. And it's it's grown into a community of people who continue to come back every week, uh, people who financially support the costs that we have to make it happen. Uh, they've helped us get these microphones that we're speaking into right now. They've helped us uh, whenever we had to pay rent or now that it's 2020 and we're paying rent again. Uh, it's, you know, it's supported by the people who believe in the mission of the show. And we are incredibly grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. literally can't do it without 
the listener support and right. really make it really makes a difference because otherwise it would be a different show and it would be smaller and and not as frequent maybe well we probably wouldn't be doing it if we didn't have the yeah. the immense amount of feedback and and uh, letters writing in from people oh you know? certainly yeah. not oh yeah if nobody listened it would be over quickly we would know yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we would know that no one was saying anything and people are saying things and that's really helpful well yeah. it's i think it's like 500 episodes it's just i think it's a testament to the fact that one cannot exist without the other. Yes. Like it's giving and receiving from both ends. That's right. Yeah. Well said. So, uh, Aaron, you came on, you came on board yes. and just thinking about locations for the show, we started in my basement. I moved from the basement to the upper level. We started recording in the upper level, uh, basement of the second house, uh, moved to an apartment in uh, the Belmont neighborhood, the Belmont what, district. What? In your living room. In my yep. living room, yeah. Uh, that was my first show. From there to the uh, Independent Publishing Resource Center in uh, on Southeast 10th and Division, uh, I believe, at which point we crossed paths with uh, the beer mongers just a couple blocks down. Yep. Uh, from there, we moved to the garage in the Mississippi neighborhood district. Yes. Yep. Um, and uh, we were pretty close to a lot of, uh, notably, Crowbar and... Uh, Stormbreaker. And Stormbreaker, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, and Stormbreaker Brewing. Um uh, and then after that, the uh, Stream PDX Audio Studio, which has been located in two different places, and soon to come slash now in January 2020, 2020, uh, the studios of X Ray, the radio station here in Portland, uh, which is cool. Yeah. So, so this this uh, sucker has already been dragged to uh, uh, the X Ray Studios. That's right. It's it's like in Star Trek when they shake it, the camera. It's definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely not in its former location. Uh, That's right. Uh, <laughs> So <laughs> here in January 2020, we're actually inside the trailer as it's being moved from one place to another. You can hear the road, right? Yeah, kind of like yep. Uh, yep. on Jackson Brown when you can hear the uh, the bus gears shifting on that one uh, that one song that they recorded. Uh, I don't know that song. I forget what it's called. Yeah, we'll, <coughs> we can talk about it later. All right. <laughs> or insert here. That was Jackson Brown's song "Nothing But Time." From their 1977 album, Running on Empty. There we go. I'll find out what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at that point, the garden department uh, in the Belmont District right. is when Tim came to join for the very first I time. I stumbled upon, yeah. Yes. So yeah, I, I learned about the Sprocket from a, a friend of my show that folks know as a character and who's been uh, on a couple times, uh, Mysterious James. Mysterious James. Mysteri- MJ. I thought you were so, going to say Shifty the Elf. Yeah, be like, you can't count him. Shifty's <laughs> back in the box here in January 2020. Uh, yes. So um, MJ was like, I, I think I think you'll, uh, I, I just heard this great show they talk a little bit about bike touring from time to time and talk a lot about bikes and they're in uh i can't remember where they are seattle or something and i and i and i was like, <laughs> I was like james are in freaking portland or why something. didn't you tell me that <laughs> so yeah and uh and and i just got into it and then i don't even remember how it what prompted me to reach out i know i was in town for wds the world domination summit that's right that's yeah. what it was and, yeah. and I, you had been a donor uh, to I one of our fundraising been, yep. campaigns, and one of the uh, one of the rewards was a bike ride with the hosts. That's right, I think. And That's so right. You and I, first of all, we recorded a we recorded a show, a podcast, yeah, and then we took a ride to the top of Mount Taylor. Yeah. And at that point, uh, Pedal Shift existed only as a website, mm-hmm. but at that WDS, it which was uh, Chris Gullibo, who's a local guy and and does a lot about kind of like cool entrepreneurial stuff. A hundred dollar startup. Yeah, that was the oh, hundred dollar startup. Really? WDS, where all of us literally got hundred dollar bills, like straight cash homie to all of us who were in attendance and how much did it cost to register 
Five hundred. Okay. Five fifty. Okay. Yeah, it was just asking. It was it was a really interesting <laughs> business choice on his part. Right, right, right. Getting yeah. rid of twenty percent of all of his profits for sure. Plus, yes. huh. But anyways, but it was great social media for him because yeah. that just that it, that went crazy for sure. Um, next year is I believe the final WDS sidebar. Is uh, that right? Yeah, yeah. The, it, I like I like that it's sunsetting. It's like uh-huh. sometimes uh-huh. these things kind of run their course, and right. I, I stopped going years ago. Uh, but in any event, I that that was inspiration. In addition to chatting with you, Brock, on that first episode that I was a guest on, to get back into podcasting because I had been into podcasting years before. And, but and I was I, I never had the right. I I had done another one on nonprofit law, which is kind of, sort of my day job, and that you know ran its course over fifty episodes, and I was done with it. And I was like, you know what, I'm really into this bicycle touring thing, and this blog isn't enough to kind of scratch my creative itch, and you know. Listening to a great, fun, independently produced podcast like this one got me back into it. And so congratulations, everybody. You have all of these assholes to thank for me being back <laughs> on the bike. So that's basically where where it all started from right there. And uh, I, I the one thing I remember very much from that, uh, the first time meeting you, was you had your vinyl out and you had a copy of NXS's Welcome to Wherever You Are, uh, which is right, one of yeah. my favorite albums of all time that nobody knows about. It's a good nobody, record. It's a great record. If you're an NXS fan at all. Oh, yeah. So good. And I was like, oh, my God, I covet that album. You know? <laughs> so it, it just it, it's just those little things. And then we, we, we wrote up Tabor and it was just a great, fun experience. And little did I know at that point that that would be the beginning of, you know, coming, you know, at least probably once a year since then. You know, yep. getting behind the mics, and then Aaron, you and I did a show together because you, Brock, you were out of that town. That was the time you were in town for the World Domination Summit. That was I the think. following year, I think. Okay, and uh, that was the one where I ca- you, you were talking about something, and I don't know what turn of phrase you used, but what popped in my Interesting. head is Interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what popped in my head was "Let's shrink the world by bike," and that oh became, yeah, yeah that yeah, became yeah. the the kind of tagline from that point on, right. for the show. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that that. The the, the birth this of pedal is, shift has its origins in yeah, the Sprocket podcast for sure. So, that's so interesting. I, I totally didn't even mean to, to say that, but the, what what is funny about this whole thing is it's worth mentioning the the sort of contest that, mm. in quotes there that we had where which listeners do we have that mm. came from yeah. the pedal shift and which yeah. listeners. Uh, yes. You have, I don't even remember what the numbers were. 50-50. It was really close to 50-50. And I was legit surprised by that because I really thought it was that I got more listeners from you all. Um, I didn't expect that. I always thought it would be the other way around. Yeah, it's it's, (laughs) it's kind of fun that it turned out the way that it did because I think, um, and and it's a great testament to to each each other's show that there is um, probably a large portion of each show that's sort of like, don't give a crap about the other one. But <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a large enough contingent. 50%. That, yeah. Well, I listened to the list of the Pedal Shift Society members, and I listened to the list. There's a lot of crossover. Yeah, and then there are a number of discreet and distinct listeners that do not listen to the other they, they don't donate to the yeah, other ones. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I'll listen. I just won't give money to you. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not worth money. Not even a dollar. And that's okay. Which is fine. <laughs> and we appreciate your dollar people. I appreciate the zero people, frankly. You know, it's yeah. just, it's it's nice to to be able to be saying things that people care about, and you know, to the extent that that people are interested in supporting it financially, that's what helps make it great for everybody else too. So, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for those who are able to do that for one or both shows. That's awesome. Yeah, well, and you as the listener, you listening to this again, we're not here. We're not talking to anybody unless you're listening to us. And when you show up and you download the show. 
And even if you have some like, you know, app downloaded for you automatically, when you download the show, you are making a huge difference to us. And that that's huge. So we appreciate that. Um, Guthrie, you also came in for the first time at the uh, the garden apartment in the Belmont district. Yeah. And that was your first show. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to remember which we talked about pedal dream. Probably. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah. you hadn't gone to India yet. This is true. Yeah. No, this was this was off of the coastal bike trip. Okay, right. And uh, into Pedal Dream. Yeah, I think I was trying to remember. Did we meet as like part? You were part of the jury members for Film by Bike. I was. That's, yeah, I was on the jury okay. that were, year. I think. Yeah, one year and then two years after. Yes, I, I ended up on the jury. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how it all came together. It's funny, like. One of the things I remember most was going to the wrong apartment across the courtyard <laughs> and like, knocking on their door. Yes. But then I was like so happy that I found the right one. <laughs> Hi, I'm here for a podcast. They're like, no, no you, you okay. want them across the way. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. I bet that had happened to them before, too. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> but, yeah. I have walked into your neighbors a couple times. <laughs> well, now that it's 2020, you could want, stumble in and be like, I'm here for the podcast. They'd be like, oh, yeah, come on in. You know, yeah, exactly. there's, there's yeah. podcasts everywhere now. Exactly. You're a big D&D yeah. fan, right? This is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> that was good i like i because i just uh i was pretty fresh in portland at the time i had just gotten done with a um bike trip from portland down to san diego and was just like really charmed that you reached out to me and like it was really like nice to hear that somebody wanted to chat and i was just really happy to do so so uh i tend to like throw myself headfirst into things that I really believe in. And so I think a lot of our relationship came not only in that episode, but just from like pinch hitting like here and there um, in the years thereafter, because it's like, I don't know, I see something that I'm like, yeah, this fucking rocks. Like I want to support you like in, in any way I can. You were so. like the Jerry Seinfeld, like you're, you're coming in and you were, you were the, the, the emergency co-host yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was, yeah. so I was working at the bike shop at the time and you know, I was free on the days that the recordings happen. So it's very much like I, I'm, I'm a, I was talking with a good friend who I had, uh, dinner with a couple of days ago and we hadn't seen each other in like three years, but I told her, I was like, you know, we both know each other are doing okay and like we might not see each other that often but it's there's never any ill will it's just like we're doing what we're doing right and we always try to connect when we can and so that's like how i felt like my relationship was with the podcast for that that period was like yeah they're doing what they're doing i'm doing what i'm doing and like oh cool you need somebody to stand in like i'd love to do that um so <laughs> well i will yeah, remember was i was fun. i was never more impressed than when uh, we had peter Kuntz, traffic engineer in mm-hmm. and i think that might have been one of the first times you came into co-host yeah and you came in with questions man you had like <laughs> you had a plan <laughs> yeah you, yeah you, you were yeah. intelligent you had uh, researched the thing beforehand i'm like hey peter Here's a joke. You like beer? How about that? And Guthrie's like, tell me the finer points of transportation engineering in this particular city. Yeah. On page 67 of your comments before mm-hmm. the Portland uh, Bureau of Transportation, yeah. you wrote. I will say, I, I love you, Peter Kuntz. I love you, Chris Smith. But I could not interview either of you on my own. Yeah. I'm so glad I have people like. Guthrie and even you, Brock, that would be able to like have the research and have the lingo already like stored in your brain. Dude, I'd be, be asking to... them what color lightsaber they'd pick. <laughs> right, you know? right. I mean... Exactly. Well, it's not an unimportant question, right? <laughs> right. Even right. much more so now that there's an actual place where you can go and pick up a lightsaber. Oh, right. Oh, did you hear my live show? Even though, uh, yes. even though they mean those, <laughs> those go... colors actually mean something. They do mean they do. something. Yes. Yeah, uh, and and they mean two hundred bucks to Disney if you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for all of you who are going, Tim. 
Tim, you're 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 actually going to build a lightsaber for two hundred dollars? At the moment, no. But every time I talk about it, I'm like. Oh. <laughs> maybe <laughs> except i can't uh, 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 the, the next question people are going to be like oh can you pick orange and the answer is no, no. although orange is a non-canon color for mm. lightsaber non-canon uh, uh, meaning uh uh uh, I believe one of the Wookiees who was uh, uh, extended universe. Extended, extended universe. universe. Now, now yes. uh, hashtag uh, non-canon. Uh, it's called Legends now. Mm. Uh, uh, ever since Disney bought it, but yeah. Hashtag not my Star Wars. <laughs> hashtag not my Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So it's like okay, and that's I'm actually. I'm so glad I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. Oh uh, wait, the Hobbit. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Anyways, but I <laughs> yes. totally hijack things by going into Star Wars. No, My bad. People should go back and listen to the last live show from Pedal Shift because you talk about your plans for uh, bicycle touring That's plus right. Disney. That's plus right. With Star lightsabers. Wars. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's Pedal Shift plus Disney. Can you bike into Disney? <laughs> uh, I go into that on that show, but the All answer right. is, oh my God, no. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, or alternatively, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> Central no, Florida, it turns out. Uh, well, uh, you can bike through Central, Flo- Central Florida. I've done that. However, are you saying Orlando? Uh yeah, I'm going to Orlando. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Lake Buena Vista, but yeah, yeah same okay. idea. So yeah, Orlando has actually got some pretty good bike infrastructure. I biked okay. through there last year. However, <laughs> the roads that are part of the Disney property are mm. quite literally the worst roads I've ever seen. As far as condition-wise? or No, like, they're beautifully paved, like planning but they wise. are specifically and an, um, exclusively designed for motorized vehicles. Yes. They're, okay. And they're, they're, they're highways with no shoulders and... There is a, nobody that would be looking out for bikes whatsoever. Yeah. And when I've actually done a little bit of research, because I was like, I, I've ridden on some crazy ass roads myself. I'm no king of division, but, <laughs> but you know, well, I'm like, look where that got me. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't on division. That was no, not it was on division. Not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, but I, I was. It was just sort of like, well, maybe I can. But apparently, they're also considered private roads. And oh, if somebody rode so a bike could... on there, the the, the the dudes with the big sticks and mouse ears would come out and beat me senseless. <laughs> oh, I think. So I, I figured. I think I'll get a ride in from the the point where i need sure. to and then i'm going to get a ride to the beginning of my tour because i'm going to start the tour after uh, i enjoy myself and get all lightsabered up or whatever yeah if you see me <laughs> this... on a bike outside of uh uh between orlando and tampa with a, a lightsaber <laughs> attached to the back of my brompton that would that's, be kind of funny that's why actually yeah. that'd be that's sort of the annalisa vandenberg yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. Pool, pool noodle yeah. plus oh man <laughs> actually that might be that might be the reason use why the i do force, the lightsaber wow. use the force <laughs> and ride suddenly, suddenly i've stumbled upon the answer and the answer is dollars is for safety it is the 200 dollars pool noodle <laughs> so i will travel exclusively with my own kyber crystal selected yeah. uh, lightsaber for safety reasons and i'll throw that into square quotes okay just, just ride, make, to dagobah. ride to dagobah just done. Make, what's next just make sure to get that dynamo <laughs> exactly right <laughs> no so when we decided to have you come in as full-time co-host guthrie i just made the decision to step out i was uh, preparing for a career transition uh, not the one that ended up happening, actually, but I was preparing for a career transition, and I knew that I was going to have a kid, so I wanted to like make space in my life preemptively to to kind of shift and, and change my life a little bit. So we said, "Hey, uh, who's the best person we can think of to take the co-host chair?" Turned out it's you, um, and I can't think of anybody uh, who is more inclusive in their language and yeah. more um, more aware of all the dynamics that go into all of us living in the world together. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you do that really well. And I appreciate that. So thank you. Yeah. Th- thank you. Because I feel like the last thing the world needs is another podcast of, of white dudes talking about bicycling. Uh, and if it was going to be a white dude, which you are, uh, I think I wanted it to be uh, 
just spoilers, but I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be someone who was who was fully, uh, you know, versed and uh, acknowledging like your place in the world, uh, you know, the skin that you live in, and uh, your perspective and how like it may not be everybody's perspective. Mm. You're really good at advocating for other people's perspectives, and that's mm. I think one of the biggest things you brought to the table here. I really Most appreciate definitely. that. Yeah. yeah. So, how's your experience been for the past two years? Oh, it's been great. I've had a lot of chance to. Um yeah, to hear a lot of different points of view and to learn about people in ways that I wouldn't have otherwise, to bring my sense of curiosity and joy around biking to podcasting. Uh, and I would say uh, my favorite thing about every Thursday and Mondays prior to that is getting to hang out with Aaron. <laughs> oh, well, and, um, now that it's, it's January 2020, Mondays yeah, again. January it's, it's 2020. Like, hashtag back on Mondays. <laughs> well, well, we had, I think... Uh, like we all have those times where we're super down or whatnot. And like our listeners have definitely written in and been like, it's okay to be all right with the world. <laughs> like, I think I think too hard sometimes, <laughs> like maybe more too hard for my own good. Uh, but like, as I told, I've told Aaron on uh, multiple occasions before, it's just like showing up at the studio. It doesn't matter what happened before I step through that threshold. But as soon as I do, it's just like my favorite thing I do every week. So I'm definitely. just so appreciative of that opportunity. It's it's a good thing, and and again, Aaron, you uh, like I said, I think you're you're the brand, you're you're the guy, and coming into this room, a large part depends not depends on, but like, I certainly brought a lot of personality yes, into it, and absolutely. I don't I don't mean to say that there wasn't any personality in it beforehand. Boring, <laughs> but it was just, a bunch of white guys. monotone. But so, yeah, well, it, I'm not, I'm gonna stay this color, no. <laughs> <laughs> like reverse jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, that's a reference to a movie from 1980 <laughs> right, called yeah. The Jerk. Just to be clear, yeah. Um, <laughs> Stream it on your favorite social whatever. Okay, so sidebar, it kind of hurts to laugh. I can't laugh. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Why do you hurt him so much? <laughs> Having to do with it's 2020, the, uh, you're fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I'm yeah. fine. I'm, I mean, I'm a few weeks ago in 2019, I bet you it hurt, but now here in January 2020, it's probably a little more healed up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I. I just. I have a way of being. Yes. <laughs> that, yes. That you I do. can't help but be myself, and for better or for worse, that often, I don't know, just makes things a little bit more uh, lively from time to time. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. You hold. Know. You hold. You hold I'm, firm convictions. I do. You have punk rock roots. Yeah. And I think that that it, comes that out is, in the show. That is where it comes. I, yes. I, I think that that very much uh, brings energy to your convictions and I think is a really awesome addition to the show and always has been. And I, I think oh, it's thank awesome. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, I think I think definitely coming from the, the punk rock community and the a lot of the DIY stuff definitely informed how I am here or just how I am in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you put the irreverent in somewhat irreverent. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I? <laughs> and the life hacks. Mm-hmm. Lots of life hacks. Mm. So did we, we referenced this earlier, but life hacks really is kind of a, it, the word is kind of done, right? Like it's no longer a useful word. Um, um, or is yes, it? I don't know. Yes. In my opinion, I, th- I think that mm-hmm. I think the word itself is is over, mm-hmm. for lack of a better. Term. I like the idea, but I don't I don't know that it's a, it's kind of a uh, uh, buzzword, if you will. Yeah, 
So yeah, I just realized that that is like literally in our read. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I well, think my brain oh, just because you never read it. That's yeah. it. Like, <laughs> my brain just doesn't process that word. I, I've noticed that I occasionally will call from bike tours and I'll be like, um, I'm calling for the life hacks and you guys never play it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, that was funny. Why are you playing that? Because because you don't do life hacks. I, I was like the credits or like the the intro is just something that is like when. Like sometimes, you know, you're on autopilot, right? Like you, if let's say you're biking and then you blink and you're like, oh, I'm a mile from where I was the last right, time I like right. realized that I was biking or something Happened like that. Yeah. This, that's like our credits every week. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like, oh, we're done reading that. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> let's talk about the state of the world in 2010 and the state of the world now and mm. kind of where we've been. Because like what, I was talking about. change? <laughs> well, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> you mean like our personal world? Oh, not the, okay. Not the not the nuclear carpocalypse that we're living here in 2020. Right, right, right. The the worst year ever. Um, <laughs> hey, I got a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if we're manifesting things, let me just say that yes, I uh, I have a million dollars, and I'm going to buy you a green dress, but not a real green dress. Oh. That's cruel. Um, <laughs> so I will buy you a new life way up in the West Hills. That's right. Yes, Kids, I will. That's a song from the '90s. That's right. By if, Art Alexakis, who is coming. Who used to live here. Well, yes, yep. mm-hmm. uh, I ran into him in the Pearl District once. Did you? I, yes. Did he you had talk a to baby him? stroller. Okay. I yeah. met him in person but back we, in the '90s. We nodded at each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. nice. that's cool. Yeah. From what I understand, he's the kind of guy who just assumes everyone knows who he is. Oh. And so probably okay. him nodding at you was like, oh yeah, there's another guy who knows who I am. <laughs> yep. And so I was coming out of a haberdashery. Oh, there he you was, go. Exactly. He was going yeah. in. Well, yes, and he now he famously wears hats because he was known for his bleached hair. I think at one point. Yeah, and, that's and true. Now and now his hair is probably naturally not, that well, color. So maybe or not oh. there. Yeah, stay bald. <laughs> Hence the haberdashery. Sorry, Art. You may have lots of hair. I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry. Quick plug, and then we move on. Yes. Uh, I was driving my mom downtown so we could go to the art museum, um, and I yielded to Fred Armisen. Who, Did you? Yeah, and then he changed his mind, and I was like, well, thanks, asshole. <laughs> uh, was Fred on a bike? What, no, what was... he, I think he was scouting a location. Oh, just, I see. Like, okay, okay. was kind of looking across the street, and like, I'm always scanning when I drive, and so I'm just like, oh, you are oh, crossing. There's oh, Fred Armisen. you are Fred. <laughs> oh, you changed your mind. <laughs> yeah, well, in the space of time between 2010, I think in 2010, uh, the, the first season of Portlandia had just come out. Yes, if I'm that not sounds about right, yeah. And yes. I was supremely disappointed because I didn't realize it was going to be a short sketch show. I thought it was going to have actual character. I mean, it had character development, but we're not really going to... We don't have to get into that now. <laughs> you I'm can go watch it if you want to. That I've... that show happened and is now done. Uh, so in the space of time, uh, it, it's, it's a sizable portion of time, right? Like that that shows sure. one of the things. Like a television show can arise and be done uh, in the time space of time that we've been recording and talking. Mm. Um but we're still here, motherfuckers. That's right. We outlive Portlandia. <laughs> yeah. And that's really all I wanted out of this show. <laughs> Hashtag listener supported projects. <laughs> My goodness. No, but uh, it just I was thinking about, for example, uh, I was really into not having a phone. Yes. You know, uh, when, mm. the, when the, the show the started. Wi-Fi. I had oh, a voiceover phone set up. Yeah, I, I remember using, this I, now. Yeah. I envied that. Yeah, and you had I, it for a while. I tried it. You, you followed it. You stuck with the, it for a little iPod while. The Touch, right? Is yes. That, yeah, that's yeah. right. Right. And so I, I did not have a cell phone. I remember I canceled my, my cellular phone plan in 2010. And, uh, you know, AT&T said, well, are you sure you don't? What, but everybody needs a phone. And I said, I do not. <laughs> I will not. I Goodbye. Um, goodbye. So, 
I got my cell phone, I think, when I needed it for work or something back in maybe 2013, I want to say. But for a long time, that was, what, a stretch of three years where I just was disconnected. And it's it's a little odd to me looking at it now because I am so tied to my device at this point. Mm. And everybody kind of is, right? I, I don't know anybody personally who does not have a phone of some kind and it's a rare occasion when i bump into someone who doesn't have a smartphone like a touchscreen device mm-hmm. of some kind oh, yeah. right and so it's just interesting to me kind of how the the world has shifted and i've tried like my ethic at the time was i wanted to avoid distractions and be more present in the world and so i did that by i just didn't want people to call me anymore right there's that <laughs> I, I think you know I, I have a theory on all of that i yeah. think that paradoxically it's because we don't talk on the phone anymore Uh that people use these smart devices now because now we use direct messages we use uh uh, text messages iMessage, whatsapp things like that slide the dms yeah Yeah. we use that as our primary communication format now and we've gotten rid of our landlines yep i i think i think that the rise of more people using smartphones is paradoxically tied to that so folks like you who uh, wanted to be more connected and things like that. You eventually came back because yeah, you don't talk to people on landlines anymore. You, right. The way we connect, the way we connected for this show was through yeah. text messages. Yeah, and we 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 planned it from yep. you know I'm three thousand miles away and whatnot. Right, but but it was all through text message, mm-hmm. and yeah. and I think that that's the strange nature of things where folks who are older than us they still pick up the phone, and folks our age and younger are sort of like, dude, why did you call me? That's super weird, <laughs> right? You know? Right. It must be super important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, who died? <laughs> seriously, like, who died, Mom? Why are you calling? Him? Oh gosh, yeah. you 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 so right about that. When you you see like your folks called and you're like, oh god, what happened? Oh my god, yeah, Uncle Rob, right? Well, oh so, no, he just moved to Mississippi. It's cool. All right, <laughs> okay, all right. No, but uh, true story. I, I'm curious for all of you who I, I think we've probably all been on some spectrum around this issue, like because we we see the phone as useful. We don't want to be the person who's like. You know, the, the couple ostensibly on a date at a restaurant, they're both looking at their phones and not talking to each other. Certainly. Well, that's um, a sure sign. Yeah, it, that's, that's an indicative of something, right? Or it's me and my girlfriend of 16 yeah. years. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> You've exhausted yeah, all of your topics of conversation. There's a point. It's like we've got we got things to do. We oh, can, you know. Sorry, right. I was thinking like thir- first date. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's either first date or 16 years in, right? It, but I, I think I've trained myself to ignore my phone. Yeah, I still find myself in a place. Like, I, I am pretty self-critical of my own interaction. Like I, I find myself on my phone a lot. My battery doesn't last all day. Uh, and that shows you something, right? Uh, so where where are all of you on mm. your relationship with your phone device? I um, was one of those holdouts. Like it was kind of my badge of honor to still have a flip phone in the late, like mid two thousand tens. Yeah, uh, hmm. I didn't get a smartphone until twenty fifteen, like late part of twenty fifteen. Yeah, and like I'd used to demonstrate. The usefulness of my flip phone by just like chucking it at things right. and being like, "Look, it still works, dude." Yeah. I did that too. <laughs> You're right. Yes, yes. I loved it. And uh, it's it like same deal. I just started having to field so much stuff for work, and like we we picked up a flip phone for work as well. And everybody was like, oh, "I can't text on this." I was like, "But you just go doop 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 doop." It's T nine, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> when you were the king of T nine, man, you were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
kid, the cool kid in the playground. How many people listening to the show have no idea what T9 is and how old are we? That's okay. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm honestly thinking, like, how can I get my smartphone to do T9 instead of Oh, there's got to be an app. Mm-hmm. I bet there is. Oh, how awesome I'll bet you there's an app. Back to the good old days. But you don't get the tactile feedback. Um, anyway, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I, that's one of the things I miss, especially um, just thinking about, for example, I use my phone to listen to podcasts while I'm driving because sure. next question, uh, you know, bikes, cars, all that stuff, mobility. Uh, but uh, I I like having a physical button on a thing that's just like play, not play. That's cool, mm-hmm. right? Um, I finally have a Bluetooth device that gives me a physical button that I can use so I'm not messing with my touchscreen while I'm driving, right? Mm. Not that I would do that because that's wrong. Because that would be wrong. Yes, but uh, just thinking about the idea that the the touchscreen gives us a lot of uh, versatility, but it also it takes away kind of that tactile thing. Um, so that that's something that mm-hmm. I have missed i'm glad i've got that for at least that utility but aaron you had you had no phone for a minute yep maybe not quite as long as you yeah and then um, you came crawling back <laughs> well, how, i didn't, what was I your didn't necessarily back? come crawling back <laughs> i think <laughs> i ran back yeah. <laughs> um i think i think one of the one of the the nails in the coffin um for the no phone thing was being out on tour Mm. and that that concern of if something were to happen and i can't find a a internet right. connection how do i call people i need and it's how one thing I get if, a like, hold of you can call 911 from from a payphone right yeah but but how would you where are they they're, they're not that's yeah. the crazy mm. thing yeah. like there are so many like if you see a booth there's no phone but yeah it's like yeah. You, you don't necessarily and like maybe have the ability. i could flag somebody down right maybe maybe I not right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's interesting like because if you look back at interesting old, Interesting. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. is interesting. And guess what? In a few minutes, I'm going to go interesting on this. Interesting. <laughs> um, the, like, if we're, like, you look back at technology-ish predictors, and they're like, oh, phones will be so ubiquitous, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what they failed to um, predict was that they would become incredibly personal. Yeah. Like, what do you oh, yeah. have that is a part of your life that you, all things considered, would not take a bet on passing a stranger? Yeah. Uh, so they failed to realize the fact that phones would be more than just that. Oh, and yeah. I, think I would say like, it's like it's like a wallet in the. Oh, oh yeah, very much. Like, so. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You don't leave home without it. Yeah. You yeah. Don't you don't give it to like you said you wouldn't give it to anybody yeah. else. Well, like, I have, and then I got burnt, I, and I was like, "All right, well, I guess that's over." <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just like it's it's the they extend past that original function. Yeah. Like Brock was mentioning the iPod, and the deal breaker for me, like I think actually why I got a phone that was a smartphone or whatever, like when I did, was actually so that I could use the GPS chip. Ah, yes. Uh, which iPods do not have. Yeah, Otherwise, right. I'd probably still be on an iPod right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the turn-by-turn direction thing was a really big deal. I, like, I, you guys know me. I'm I'm deep into, like, cool tech, and I like yeah. to be on, on yeah. like, not bleeding edge, but, you know. But the cutting edge. <clears throat> cutting edge, at yeah. least. And the so scabby I, edge. I, I've used the scabby, <laughs> pussy, gross edge. Sorry. No, it's cool. <laughs> It's like I'm gonna sip my beer now because it's scabby, bloody Vita. Anyways, right. um, but the it, it, I have I've always been able to leverage technology to make my life easier, better, etc. Yeah, and I think that I've that when it stops being cool, I can jettison the stuff that I don't like. For instance, 
I am fi- I am quitting Facebook officially on officially. December thirty first. All right, you know, there we go. And, Cheers like, for pedal shift for right. me for everything because uh-huh. like, it just doesn't give me any. It doesn't give me enough, and it takes away too much. Now, uh, are you keeping Instagram? I'm keeping Instagram. Okay, all right, so you're not really quitting. So Facebook. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Ooh. I'm not severing. Like yeah. you know, I'm not doing. I'm not saying. Oh well, they're never going to have my data again. They're always going to have my sure, data. Sure, but, but the platform know, has become. It's annoying no, for yeah, me. But it's great. It's if it's great for other people, that's awesome. But it's not for me, you know. Yeah. So I, you know, cellular technology and stuff like that from from a bike touring perspective, holy moly, it Game is changer. so great. The ability to create uh, custom maps on a, th- a platform like Ridewood GPS. I know these, those guys have been on the show yeah, before. Yeah, they're cool guys. Uh, very cool guys. Very great product. I, I, I've used it for years now. You know, I can create a, a turn by turn map in that product. And then have it with me on my phone, offline map style, with the GPS tracker. You know, like, it, it, it makes my touring life easier. Then mm-hmm. I can use my phone to record quasi-live elements of my podcast, get it up to folks who support the show directly so they get it, like, quasi-live. So they get they get a benefit for, you know, supporting the show that way. And then it, it's safe. It's not contained on my phone. It's up in the cloud. So I've got content for future episodes. And it's just like all of these. Oh, and I take pictures and I use, I use the social that I'm still yeah. going to use mm-hmm. to connect and, and, and make it better. And if I wasn't even doing the show for other people, what I love about it is that this device is giving me memories down the line. It's your brain dump. Yeah. It's so, so great. And, and that's where I think technology can be a really helpful thing. All those things that you are describing, all the reasons why you have your cell phone are almost many of the reasons why I didn't like the cellular technology sure. in, in in its day. I was a late adopter even when everyone else was getting the flip phones. Yeah. It was it wasn't until I moved to Hawaii, so that was 2007 mm. that I really had one. But then also all of those reasons that interconnectedness and that ability to be able to dump all of your information into a thing for a while or all the reasons why I came running back too, or or a lot of the reasons why I came running back as well. I grew up in really, really small town. And if you wanted to visit somebody, you literally just walked over to their house or Mm -hmm. rode your bike over to their house. Right. And so when cellular technology was around, even though I was like, I had already been living in Pittsburgh, I was living in Lansing. It was never in my head, like a thing that I had to get. Right. And even though everyone else was getting it, well, it just made me want to like dig in even more, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny but, you should say that. When I, I I'm it, were you done? I'm sorry. I was no, no, I'm no, about to right. stop. I lived in Portland. <clears throat> the reason why I thought this was interesting just because my my headspace for Portland is often related to when I was living here. Right. When I was living here was right around when cell phones people started having them and I yeah. was like I don't want to be tied down. I don't want to have the office with me or I don't want to be contacted. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I shared a phone with somebody else and we'd keep it off a lot, you know, and all the things that we make fun of, of, of our parents generation for doing now. It's like, why don't you have your damn phone on, mom? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But like, you know, it was used, it was a different kind of tool back then. It was a utility. And and, and we didn't use phones in the same way. Now it's sort of like, it's a safety device. It's a memory device. It's a, it's the camera easier. Yeah. 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 Mm. 
So all that, the th- things have changed. And I, I think it's not, it's always been the case to me that it's not the thing itself. It's really how you use the thing oh, yes. yeah. and it's whether a, or not the tool. thing uses you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and and yep. uh, yeah, your relationship to it, I think is the, the important factor. So mm. to me, I'm still, I'm trying to ignore the thing, right? And it's with me and it's, uh, I, I use it for all the things that we described, but I think I think there's still some room for nuance, and that's that's kind of what I've been looking for um, at, at this point in time. I really like that you mentioned that because, like, uh, I I apologized to you. I think the other day for not <laughs> replying to a text for a day or something right, like right, that. Right. And uh, like, where I found my personal like happy space is, it's like I'm an email person. Like, I mm. I never jumped on the Facebook train. Whew! Like, big. There's like, a dodge bullet. Yeah, yeah. right? Uh, uh, that's right. You know, Google Plus, and then that fizzled out, but whatever. Man, uh, you and the cockroaches. I'm like the person who loves tech but hates tech. What about Google Buzz? <laughs> no. MySpace or die, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I had a live journal. I logged into it a month ago, and they still have the posts. I won't tell oh, you the nice. link. Oh, it nice. It's like a, a view into 2007 Guthrie. I know, uh, a guy, I know a guy who was deep into Friendster and stayed, rode that ship till it yeah. sank. Exactly. <laughs> King of Friendster, man. Yeah. That's like the rats, the last ones off. Amazing. (laughs) You kind of have to define your, like, maybe I'll offer this as an analogy. It's like when Lyft and Uber launched, Portland had no clue what was, like, descending upon the oh, city this is a yeah. great analogy uh yes. but like circa the scooter launch they had their chips in a row yeah or their their houses or cards or whatever you put in ducks. rows ducks, yeah. ducks thank you <laughs> yeah yes. ducks. uh you know like so you kind of Half-lack. You, you have these these uh recurring exposures to other technologies or ways of thinking or sort of like paradigms that i guess are in many senses kind of expected of you um but where the real power comes from is realizing that you as a person have control over your relationship with that thing. Right. Uh, so for me, it's been putting my, I, my, my phone is on silent unless I know to expect to call. Good for you. Uh, and it's also on black and white mode, which means Ooh. that all of the social oh, engineering yes. that comes from color science doesn't strip your attention from what you're trying to do. I tried just that. heard about that maybe oh. within the last week, okay. and I think that's fascinating. I've been running it for like a year and a half at this point, and Does I it love it. Ah, I, interesting. I, I like it, and I also like it because it really brings to uh, the forefront, I'm getting to, into the web stuff, but it, it uh, really highlights a lot of accessibility issues mm. with ah. folks who are not full color sensory. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so mm-hmm. running at black and white is a really nice way I've found to kind of identify, and I'm going to call out Spotify on this, ah. uh, apps which don't, you know, that look slick and stuff, but don't uh, really cater to those with uh, maybe limited visibility in some sense uh so you know for what it's worth like we're talking like more than just color blindness yeah well and there's different types of color blindness as well so like there's certain you know certain men the percentage of the population have a certain type of color blindness as compared to other within populations but you know getting getting back on track is just like you you have to define what you're okay with and it the thing that is the most okay is saying i have a brain and a preference and a desire (laughs) to control my interaction with you or this device or this large company uh reminding yourself that it's okay to define your own terms and you don't have to take it hook line and sinker that's right you don't just have to scroll to the bottom and press Uh, agree you mentioned well the the bottom never ends (laughs) you mentioned spotify and how that doesn't necessarily mesh with your yeah, it's uh, not a, it's white. not fun on monotone. No, it is not. It's, it's part of why I stopped doing the black and white thing because I followed <laughs> suit with you after I saw what you were doing. So, and, 
<laughs> but I also love Spotify because mm-hmm. I'm constantly plugged into music. Yeah, me too. Um, and that's that's just my go-to because it's got everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm like <laughs> topping down the rabbit hole, but pro tip, accessibility features on most phones. Uh, uh, triple click, you get your color back. Yes. Find your track. Oh, yes. click, interesting. Goodbye color. Right. Yes. So I, that was what I did, and I just had a hard time staying on black and white. Gotcha. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> well, I, we do. It's like your, your agreement with... You know, your whatever you trade of your soul to have interaction with these most things that are larger than yourself. <laughs> uh, it's a, I think it's most important to just define your own terms. Sure, and there's right, no right, right or wrong. It's just like yeah. wh- where do you meet you? I just recently uh, I'm on the final couple days of my three month uh, premium trial on Spotify, and I'm I'm quitting it and trying three months of Apple Music just to kind of mm. compare and contrast because okay. I didn't expect to l- want to do. To sign up for streaming because I was like, ah, I got all the music I care about because I'm, you know, of a certain age. <laughs> but yeah. do you? But do I? And but then I it, need to have it on vinyl. You got your vinyl yeah. deck. Well, put and it then in I a... started, you know, that, and then, you know, the, the stuff that you could start listening to. And then also just the subgenres of subgenres of subgenres. That and, shitty country that's, music. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, like, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things about that platform, though. Right. Is that you can go down a music rabbit Real hole. Real man. Mm-hmm. And, and also... I, I, so I really appreciate it. And I was like, okay, well, I think I'm probably going to do something. And then I was like, well, my, my iPhone keeps bugging me for three months of free Apple music. So I'm going to try huh. that for three months and then come to make a decision from there. But it's funny because I really thought, and, and it's a great example of, you know, you really got to try stuff in life. You know, right, right. you know, don't just say, oh, I don't need that because that's for the younglings. You know, I and, don't like hummus. Have you ever tasted it? No. No. Yeah. It's like, then you're incorrect. And realizing awesome. you, you, there, there are some. Sometimes things that you don't think that you, that you need or can live without or whatever, and then mm. you're like, no, that actually is a value add, and and, and you can kind of assess. And sure. It's like, okay, well, is this a good value add or is this a distraction? And sort of like, you know, I'd rather listen to more music and have less social media in my life, or you know, it just mm. there there are things that are more positive that are worth it for me. And I think that I, I guess this kind of ties back into some of the stuff that we've talked about with the the world changing around us and the yeah. diff- we we have so many things that are available to us, and that goes back to why I value so much the people that listen to our yakking into a microphone. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. thank I, you. Like, by you, the way, you spent. I just recently <laughs> somebody great. wrote me recently and said, "Hey, I just li- finished listening, caught up to all episodes of the Pedal Shift Project." Boom, and, and I said. I said, that's a lot of listening to me. <laughs> I, but it's interesting because, you know, when you when you sit down mm. and say that, it's like, okay, the stuff that, that I do on my show, and I know because I'm a listener of your show that you guys do, it's value. There's a real value that you guys bring and that, you know, it may not be a million people. It may not even be 100,000 people, but there's a group of people where that is a value add in their day and um, they will spend their time listening to our nonsense about all, all sorts of things, <laughs> including the very meta talking about ourselves, you know? That's, we, that's yeah. right. Um, and I think that's really cool that we live in a, a time that's amazing. It's like we can have these niche, very niche, sub-niche programs that we are creating um, that there's an audience for, and it's fun to create it, and it's really fun that people are interested in listening to that because what you know taking them away from maybe listening or watching some cruddy reality tv show that it doesn't really bring value into your day and maybe what we're talking about and how we how we discuss things and what angle we take um that that's more illuminating and i mm. think that's kind of cool and i i appreciate it as a consumer but i also appreciate that i can have a little teeny yes. tiny small yes. part in doing being a creator as well so yeah yeah we we had a listener uh who was on the show Three, two months ago, three months ago, ah, Mr. T. 
I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they the they were talking about how the Sprocket podcast was their dishwashing yep. music or their show, and they I, it was like like I don't know the vibe I got was like semi apologetic, but like I. I loved that because, yeah. like, I have my dishwashing shows too. Like, you know, I know right where I'm at in the mood that I'm at, and I love that there's so much out there in the world that you can kind of find and like tune your mood for right where you are at any point. Yeah, um, I I thought that was just so special. I really loved that. That is. So last thing, and then we'll we'll pull this to a close. But uh, bicycling. Oh, we're yeah, that's, oh, that's that's the thing we do. We're like an it? hour and a half in. We haven't talked about it yet. That's okay. Uh, Save the you, best part you know, for last. We've had a lot of value. Stay tuned for life hacks. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> BF. We've done a lot of bicycling talk over the episode, so people can forgive us if we're a little self-indulgent here. And, and uh, we, I remember getting an email well, from I, somebody who was like, hey, you're outside of the scope of your podcast. And, and I mean... It, Yes, I will <laughs> say they like, didn't listen to the family planning episode in number nine, did well, they? And I, I was of a mind to find the critical email after that episode because we got uh, it was the wrong time for that episode. <laughs> we had just had Russ and Laura. <laughs> oh yeah, that was not even online anymore, though, right? <laughs> well, it's online. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not on the feed. Yeah, 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 yeah it's not in app. iTunes. Right? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Whatever Those who want to dive deep can hear us talk about oh, how man. we do it and don't have kids. That's a deep uh, cut, people. <laughs> that's episode two or four. Was it? it was uh, really nine. early in the run. Yeah, yeah. Nine, I think it was nine. nine. That's, yeah. Yeah. that's totally okay because you're just finding your feet. Well, yes, but but also I we, still uh, want to go back to those days. <laughs> I haven't get, listened to those episodes in, in a while. Let's just talk about natural childbirth. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Bike. Uh, but no, it was someone who uh, <laughs> someone who was very clearly against uh, uh, any any increase in population yes. of the earth. Yes, and uh, okay. they were like, I, "I followed you because of Russ and Laura. I can't believe." That you would talk about that. I'm like, I'm, I'm talking about how we don't have kids, but you know, it, maybe it was they just missed the point. Maybe so. Maybe, and uh, yeah, I, and it's not 100%. I mean, I have a kid mm. now, but that was intentional, yeah. but you know. Um. Anyway, sorry. It, it, it would be cool. Yeah. Now that now that you mentioned that, it would be cool to like have have an episode where we now talk about sort of did it. the environment. No. <laughs> By the way, we're talking about bikes any second. That's now. right. Any That's right. Now. It kind of uh, leads into sort of bikes. The intersection yeah. of of, sure. of of natural childbirth and, and environmental impact and sure. and how that how that informs how you get around. Yeah. Um, mm. Right. Mm. Well, Honestly, exhibit I, A. I own a car now. <gasps> right, <laughs> that's it. I'm I, out of here. I no longer sure. feel bad about grocery delivery. That's well, <laughs> and well. So here's the let, let's just talk about when I started the podcast in 2010. I was fully committed to uh, riding my bicycle to replace almost every personal car trip, and I sold my car in 2010. I donated my RV because it would have been a real hassle to try and get any money for that thing, um, and then. Yeah, aside from public transit, you know, my or like rides with friends occasionally, my all the all of my self-directed trips, all my self-directed travel was by bike. Mm. Um through the rain, through the snow, partially because I was very poor at the time, you know, and paying like $150 rent or something but still <laughs> like, you know, still scraping Damn. by eating free bread and peanut butter that we like dumpstered from somewhere, yes. right? Um mm. And all these things coming come, come together to this very like very meager lifestyle. Uh, I was I was happy with it at the time. Uh, I think I would be less happy now if I was forced to go back to that standard <laughs> of living. But who knows? Uh, maybe I'll do it someday. 
I probably won't. Just like the goldfish growing to the size of the bowl, I think. Um, yeah. I know that living in Portland for the longest time, you know, RIP car to go, uh, at least in this city, uh, share now exists in Washington, D.C. Still, <laughs> still if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And other major cities, not in Portland. Use it as much as possible. Keep the demand up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Drive nah. more. Don't let it die. <laughs> But oh wait! So wait, we no, <laughs> just shit. drive one to Portland. Incredible! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll spend eighteen thousand dollars to drive a car to go so That's that I right. can leave one in Portland. Well, kind of like that. Who's the uh, the guy who rode the city bike from New York City to California? Yeah, yes. that that was kind of funny. That's I like that. that was a great stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm. They weren't into it apparently. But city bike no, was not no, into they, it. They, no, but they did waive his fees, uh, right? Because it was the best. It was the best uh, advertisement for city bikes, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mean, it was. It was great for them. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. So, just looking at from then to now, car to go no longer here. Uh, but at the time, you had uh, several car uh, sharing companies in which you like you could borrow somebody you know, ostensibly borrow a car. Is there uh, anyone that's left? No. Those? Well, you got like get around in Zipcar still exists here. Okay. Zipcar, uh, I, right. Those aren't point to point though. No. Yeah, that was the nice uh, sign parking, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh now and you've got a lot of scooters. Yeah, uh, you can get around car days, that way. As far as as far as car travel, if I do need a car travel, we just rent. We'll go with like Enterprise or Alamo or whoever. We found that's both easier and at least in the long run gotcha. cheaper. Right. The car yeah. share stuff has really uh, you know, Uber Lyft, that kind of stuff has really yeah. destroyed it. I just read today oh, totally. that Super Shuttle is going out of business. Is that right? Hmm. Out of business. Wow. So, you know, you think about the, the, the effects of the rise of certain things and how it gets rid of things that we thought would be here really for maybe not forever institutions. but were institutions i i can't remember a world without super shuttle yeah. but i haven't yeah. used one in well yeah 10 <laughs> or 15 years which probably explains why, why? super shuttle There's is going no away sure. because yeah. you know somebody on twitter said in deference to a super shuttle going away why don't you go on a ride and then stop 17 places before you go to your final <laughs> destination it's mm. funny because it's true yeah, you know? yeah. true yeah. but it, it is interesting how Things that are, they seem like maybe a value add, but they will destroy other things along yeah. the way. I yeah. mean, everything has a consequence, you know. Butterfly yeah. wings, yeah. I, well, and just uh, just to wrap up my thought, I was just thinking about Sorry. Like, the, the, no, no, that's <laughs> what we're here to talk. But uh, Portland was a place where I had all of these different options. And yeah. even without the Share Now stuff or without uh, uh, Reach Now or any of the other uh, available options that I had here. When I took a job in Salem, Oregon, and I moved me and my family to Salem, Oregon, uh, the only way to get there, I still haven't ridden their transit system. I have no no appreciable reason to, I guess. I want to use it someday to like jumpstart a bike adventure out into the woods. Mm-hmm. But it's also winter, and, and, and the sun goes down at 4.30. So all that to say, we still do. Like I get to work without my car. I haven't parked my car at work since I moved to town because I can get there. Uh, by either by walking or by bicycling. Um, we do most of our around town stuff uh, by walking. Um, and Salem is not so bad. I'll tell you, if you want to come down and visit sometime, please do. I'll <laughs> let you sleep in my basement. Uh, but that is, it's changed the way that I get around, especially if it, like tonight coming up here to do this, um, the best way for me with everything I have going on was to bring the car. Sure. Um, and it's not like I feel bad about it. Otherwise, I really probably wouldn't have one. But I've always wanted to limit my mobility. I've always wanted to cut down my use of, you know, use of cars, both for, because traffic sucks. And if you're in traffic, you are traffic. Yes. Um, <laughs> but also mm-hmm. because like, you know, there, there's, you know, emissions are real. 
and mm. carbon release and all that stuff. Like it's it, science is there, and I'd rather not contribute to that whenever I can possibly do so. That said, uh, I'm understanding. <laughs> thank you. I'm understanding the dynamic. You know, I I feel spoiled in some ways to have lived in Portland at the time that I did, and to have a place where I could I could ha- I could set my baseline at. I'm not going to drive unless I really have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that worked. Um, looking around, like Salem, for example, Salem, Oregon now has a bike share system, but it's docked and you can't just abandon them anywhere. Uh, it's really not that useful to me. Like, so, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that that's just like, you know, from 2010 to now, I, I'm looking at my life and my the way mm-hmm. that I got around. So for those of you, uh, you may have commentary, but also just uh, my question to you guys is, What's changed between 2010 and now for you as far as how you get around and what are the factors that go into that? I think for me, from 2010 to now, my living situation has been very consistent throughout that time. Uh, And like coming from my college days, I was always just like, whatever number of people it takes to make the rent cost less, like I am totally okay with. Uh, That's right. Well, like literally whatever that number is. Cause like I, I used to live with like 12 or 13 people in a house. Brokenomics. Yeah. Well, and also, but like communonomics. Yes. You know, you get a lot out of that. That is uh, maybe not something you can put a monetary value on. So something that has changed for me is, you know, as I get older, I, would be okay or open to doing that again. But I think like the natural tendency is to prefer having more personal space or to have um, a little bit more like quiet time to oneself. Yeah. Uh, And my, and and due to my arrangements, like the way I usually tell folks when I went, like when we're talking like rent type stuff or, or landlord type stuff is like, my landlord is a very interesting person. And you put up with a lot of stuff that if you wanted to go by the books, like, you would be suing your landlord or some shit like that. But like, guess what? The rent is right. Yeah. And so you you tend yeah. to trade that. Uh, and like, I'm still okay with that. But like, I I know, so I'm, for listeners who don't know, I'm like, I'll be traveling and hopefully living in New Zealand for up to a year come this June. Um, also, what's up, Tad and the rice cookers? Because I'm coming we to coming. Japan yeah. in April. Yeah. We're coming to Japan. Yeah, we're going to visit the shit out of you guys. Um, <laughs> I hope that translates. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it will. Uh, it's so a like, good thing. You know, we're happy I, about it. I, I was having a conversation with my roommates and let's just like, yeah, I'm going to give Quick up. Quick question. Who's bringing the shit to this? <laughs> <laughs> the sprocket. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just like, I think what's changed is just maybe preferences and like uh, on my like what i think i've realized is that like i feel so much more myself and alive when i'm living like closer to the metal so to speak uh and i think this year has really proven it to me like i've i've got a different job and like is pretty darn cushy and then like the work just dried up and like i'm like you know what this is like as alive as i've felt in a while is like having to think about this shit again and like it's not like I'm asking for it, but like, I don't know. Like, I think 2019 me is pretty similar to 2011 me, where I'd rather just kind of figure it out every day than plan too much about tomorrow. Uh, and if anything, the trip to New Zealand and the the fortune of being able to go on that excursion has really uh, maybe, maybe proven that, or the proof is in the pudding. But um, like, comfort is relative. And I think that it's possible to be happy with so little 
but it's so easy to forget. Uh, so I think that's what I'm looking forward to in 2020 is is being truer, closer, and more in touch with my values, which I don't think have changed that much. I think I might have lost sight of them in the last two or three years. Mm. You're simplifying the good life. Yeah. Excellent. I'm so, getting back to it. Hey, that's good. a great tagline. <laughs> <laughs> what a great Where'd tagline. that come from? I'm excited. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a cool thing for you. And yeah, just uh, have we talked much about that publicly? You're, you're going to New Zealand. So. Yeah. Yeah. You have yeah. a one-way it's ticket. Mentioned, it's mentioned. Yeah, I think it's a little more explicit. Than, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's that thing is, you know, it's, it's always hard to talk about stuff that happens in six months. Right. Life is life. For sure. Uh, but no, I've, I've got a one-way to New Zealand. It's exciting. I'm bringing my bike. That's right. <laughs> it's funny. I was talking. So I, I, I did decide to get uh, health insurance on the public exchange between okay. now and that time. Uh, and I was talking with the agent because I decided to call in because when you when you don't have a like reliable income, you're just like, what do I put on the form? I don't know. I'll just call them. And we a ended up million dollars. <laughs> no, <laughs> not what you put on the form. I can tell a million you that much. zeros. <laughs> um, nothing in front of I it. I can definitely tell you that much. But like we chatted for an hour and 10 minutes. And, and like basically like the quote that Brandon had about stepping out the front door. Yes. And I, I like I was talking with her about that stuff. So I feel like a kinship to Brandon even that's, though i've never great. met him yeah but she was just like wow like i never knew people do that and i'm like yeah well let me tell you about warm showers <laughs> <laughs> so like we just had a great conversation but like i don't know i'm excited to like not have as many uh, knowns because i think i thrive more in the unknown is what i'm discovering about yeah. Yeah. my present self yeah the, having that sense of adventure too i mean it's it's an empowering thing so mm -hmm. yeah it's that's cool. it's where i feel most alive that's awesome that's awesome yeah. We're all looking well, at Aaron like, yeah. you, yo, you. <laughs> <laughs> what were you we talking about? That was cool. <laughs> I would say like one of the, one of the bigger changes is I moved out of communal living, um, mm. mostly intentionally. And that is to be in a, in a commune of two, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but where'd you meet her? <laughs> at a bike shop. Motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yes. yes. Um, Where did yes, you meet her? The, the wonderful love of my life. Um, hi, Anna. How you doing? <laughs> I want to do an, 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 a, a, a listener right now, Anna laughing uh, 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 contest where, <laughs> where <laughs> listeners call in and uh, do the voicemail and try to do Anna's laugh, which is infectiously <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it mm -hmm. really is. Yeah, but, you're one of the few people who know it. Yeah. It, well, I, I guess anybody who's listening, anybody who's listening to the show. Like, I, 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 she was on recently. Yeah. I was like, I, her laugh is hysterically yes. awesome. And yes. I'm just like. But, Charming. But but like I would love to hear a, a a contest to give away I don't know a five timers patch or something. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it is it is kind of one of the thing that one of the things we like to do. I think most is to try to make each other laugh. Oh, mm. that's uh, precious, man. That's a that's good. That really is mm. great. Oh, oh my gosh, humor why first. Am I, why am I saying this stuff? No, anyways. Good. <laughs> um, so that's that's I would say like one of the bigger changes. Uh, I really want to like resonate with what Guthrie was saying about like you feel more alive when you're like sort of closer to the edge or closer and it wasn't until you just said that that I was like yeah you're right I do <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get a car vehicle part of me wants to like like wants to think that I will I will be one of those like old curmudgeon dudes who like is on the group right is like yeah I was doing this back when Surly was doing you know <laughs> the friction yeah. shifting yeah. back yeah. when they only I'm made only the long haul trucker <laughs> 
They had index shifting in my day, but I rejected it. <laughs> index shifting is not reliable. I got these two suicide shifters right here on this down mm. tube. Anyway. I believe in your ability forever. to do this. I think you can. <laughs> Hashtag friction club. But, <laughs> whatever it is, um, you know, this this injury notwithstanding and, and being off the bike for several weeks, um, just being so conscious somebody's outside looking at doing what what is happening uh oh close at 8 you guys close at 8 oh i'm so sorry i didn't realize that we thought it was 10 yeah, we we can wrap it up but uh let's see here it's it's 803 yeah all right uh give us just a minute well, all right then. Well, that's the end of the episode 500. <laughs> all right, good night folks. Yeah. You guys Thank like, you, good night. Like, that's right. No no joke, but if we we've got to take all the stuff out too. We do. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, um do we, we want to continue that it up at my place? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Let's break it up. Life hack. Uh-huh. All right. So I'll, I'll hand that to you. Uh, okay, so uh, th- that was sort of like the end of Holy Grail where it just sort of ended. That was the end of the Airstream, everyone. That was yeah. the last words ever spoken in the Airstream. The last on... words ever ever recorded in the Airstream was, oh, wait, what? Some something's outside. What, they're waving at us. Oh, it's like, oh, you close at 9. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or at 8. At 8. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to take this to uh, Guthrie's uh, Manor. And uh, we're going to uh, complete the episode there. But uh, that that is uh, episode 500 was the final episode recorded in the Airstream and perhaps the final podcast recorded in the well, Airstream. Th- this is when the sprocket sells out because uh, we're in my car that I own and we're driving in Portland. Oh, and Guthrie's yeah. riding behind me. I can see his dynamo light. I guess I should speed up. We can go faster wondered, than him. I wondered, like, why you were going slower. Were you expecting him to pass you? I, well, I was. You know, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> okay, I, we'll follow him to his house. Exactly, <laughs> like fifteen miles an hour the whole way. Because <laughs> why not, man? These roads are meant for that. That's right. Um, sort of to finish my thought, just just because it's still kind of fresh in my mind, is you know whatever mode I end up choosing. Um, for example, if, tonight. For example, well, for example, tonight, just to be as as uh, mindful of the costs of it, um, it was sort of joked about. Given my my time off the bike, it's joked about the office. You know that, like, oh well, you know, just go ahead and get yourself a car. You'll be, you know, you just you'll be safer that way, or whatever. And regardless of the myth of the safety of the car. Uh, it's not that easy. I'm not going to, like, just go pick up a car at the store or anything like it's a box of, you know, candy or whatever. Uh, I'm not going to trade zero bills for several bills. <laughs> at least so long as it's not feasible to do so. You know, it's it's only if the cost of me not having a car outweighs the cost of having a car. It's, I guess, what I'm trying to say. And the utility, right? Like, well, the utility is part of the part of the cost of not having the car. If the car is more useful um, in a certain, what is going on up here? Sorry, I was distracted. Looks like they're just parallel parking, though. Oh yeah, driving on curb, parallel parking, same thing. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, are, so you're going to lean on transit, I assume? Uh, I have been as much as I can. I've also, I've got some pretty cool co-workers that, you know, given that we all start early in the morning, are willing to pick me up uh, for work. But uh, any other trip outside of work? Well, for example, um, to the uh, orthopedic surgeon. I took transit because there was really no, no other way to do it. I ended up walking about a half hour, but honestly, I don't think I would have wanted to rent a car and have somebody have, like, Anna drive me, nor would I have felt good about having, like, a friend drive me there when the transit line gets me pretty close. It is interesting because it's a little window into accessibility. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, for folks who are unable to utilize bicycles and, you know, what, what are their options? Yeah, know? certainly. And, you Interesting. know, God, God forbid, like something happens that takes me permanently off the bike because it is my main, uh, way to get around places, um, and to be anywhere. But, uh, it is having lived with people with various mobility needs, you know, it has never been like the car is the norm or even even things like you don't think about like curb cuts on the sidewalk like how debilitating that can be for somebody who can't step down a curb for whatever reason sure um that's one of the reasons why like even though they're phasing them out i still get really un unordinarily or unnecessarily angry whenever i see the max cars that only have the stairs you know that you have to step up to <laughs> the, the light rail car. cars. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I get so mad, right. and like it doesn't really affect me at all. But like when but they when they first started designing, I know I know it affects somebody, and I right. yes, yeah. When they were designing, I always think like, who who proved this? Who thought this was a good idea to only have have a car that you had to walk up to? There's stairs. There's no ramp or anything. It's just stairs. Right, well, and this is the, the true test, right? Because we started recording yeah. as we left the studio. So figuring out how long it takes for Guthrie to arrive, I guess, behind us. I think he's right there. I will bet he's very close to yeah. us. Yeah. Also, I bet that he was like, I'll be damned if I'm going to be beaten <laughs> by somebody on four wheels. <laughs> and he is going to be so huffing and puffing. Oh. But absolutely. <laughs> just to prove a point, And... And he is a hero. He is a hero. He sure is. Brock, I'm going to give you the... Uh, okay, the sounds good. And, well, we should ask him... I, I feel like we're close to a br closing point. I don't feel like we need to set up the whole studio just, like, to wrap it up. Um, if we have this. Uh, yeah, if you're cool with the phone, I'm oh, cool yeah, with the phone. Yeah, why that not? makes sense. Right. Circle round. Yeah. And like you were saying, Tim, it's a fitting ending. It really <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> I do love the... <laughs> Here he comes. That's amazing. That really is incredible. I love the reference to, uh, <laughs> to the Monty Python. Oh, yeah, it totally was. It's like, it just break it of, up, break it up. It just sort of ends, just yeah. like this podcast. Uh, Guthrie, we're, we realized that we're kind of, we put a pin in Aaron's thought in the car, <laughs> and you got a thing you have to go to. Uh -huh. So uh, instead of setting everything up, we're recording now. Uh, oh. We could. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, we could I'm wrap saying, it up here if you want. I'm not saying we have to end or should. Right. What, what, sorry, what did you say? Oh, I was just thinking, like, if you've got a thing you wanted to go to tonight, uh -huh. we could we could circle up and wrap up now. If you're, yeah, if you're, yeah, yeah. totally, that works fine. I want to give you a minute. 
You're, you're such a badass. That was badass. You're like <laughs> 30 seconds behind literally, us. Literally. Up a hill. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. It's incredible. It's, it's the advantage of cycling in Portland. <laughs> it is, in many cases, so much easier to cycle in Portland. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I don't want to make you stand in the water unless oh, you want my to. My shoes but, are good. Okay. I, I, know, I know this place. <laughs> <laughs> I've cool, these. I've walked these puddles. Uh, yeah. So I guess in closing... Here we are. It's the Sprocket Podcast, episode 500. Been kicked out of the studio. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> the former studio. This is the first time we've actually ended an episode, I think, just standing on the sidewalk yeah. <laughs> uh, under the sky. It's kind That's of amazing. Nice. Um, I, do, I do feel a need to read our... Our credits. Oh, okay. true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and we should probably what? We should trade lines for all of them. Yeah, I'll just pass the phone. Sounds around. good. Are uh, we doing this in a voice? <laughs> how about four people kicked out of a studio in the cold? <laughs> right. How, however, will we conjure that? <laughs> so, uh, well, and I'll before give it to you, since you start, yeah. and you can just pass it around. Um, okay. And before just we wrap up, just to it, say yeah. thank you to all of you for your participation in I this. Might be able to grab on this, so we okay. can just share. With and you thank you to all of you okay. listening for being there and listening. We greatly appreciate it. Again, uh, you are you are why we do this, and we are ever so grateful that you are here. Except it's good that you're not here because it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> eh, it's Portland. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, then. The Sprocket Podcast was produced for a time at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio. Anymore. Thanks to the generous support by the volunteers giving of their own time <laughs> at OpenSignal. Who kicked us out? <laughs> Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com, which you won't get kicked out of because it's always online. <laughs> Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 503-847-9774 for life hacks. <laughs> That's right. Send us your life hacks, please. Twitter and the Instagrams, at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our sustaining donors, Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney. Hi. Hey, he's, he's right, right there. <laughs> Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Wise. Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's, who's a time, time traveler. traveler. Dave Knows. Chris Smith, host of uh, also the KBU Bike Show, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, part of uh, Grilled by Bike. Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom. Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, who is currently having fun with her mom's bull terriers. I don't know how to follow that. Andre Johnson, King of Division. Hey, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, who's standing next to me. Aaron Green, who I saw earlier today, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of The Regranary. Campsite, Macnurse David, Nathan Poulton. Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan. Hey, thanks for the magnets. Michael Flournoy. Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman. Harry Hugel, E.J. Finneran, Brad Hipwell. Thomas Gato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom. Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam. Jason Auftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore. Todd Grosbeck, who Tim and I just saw. Chris Barron, Chris Barron, and Chris Barron. Sean Baird, Simon Gregory Braithwaite. Oh, that's me. Ryan Morrow, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks. Kaka! Marshall Paula at Funataki Cycle Craft. I heard that before. I should be able to do that. Philip M. Spartandale. No relation. Mr. T, who never really left and washes his dishes listening to this show. Bike Initiative, Kiwana, and Sarah G. And we skipped Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite. 
And Ryan Morrow and Dude Luna and... Oh, no, I did the my, Ryan Morrow. Kaka! Kaka! <laughs> uh, Adam D., Go Dig a Hole, Beth Hammond. Greg Murphy and our newest donor, Myra Martinez. And to all of our former donors who've helped us get this far. Brush your teeth and go to bed. Oh, man. Wow. That was good. Wait, did... I thought we had skipped we Ryan Murrow, but maybe we didn't skip Ryan Murrow. Uh, you know, sure. we're grateful, and if, if we didn't, we didn't. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe we got we them all, them at least once. And I yeah. went back up there for no reason. Double credit. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> That'll be five extra dollars, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're charging you twice this month. Uh, oh, well, that was fun, guys. Cool. Right. It was Congrats fun. again. Yeah. That was really good. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. So my pleasure. Always my pleasure.